of the Metal Bob Live Podcast. I am your host, Metal Bob. Today's show is brought to you by Legend Picks and also artist Jeremiah Kallick. You can find links to our sponsors at the Metal Bob Live website. There you can also find links to the latest Metal Bob gear, including shirts, hoodies, and more. On today's show, I had the honor of speaking with producer and former L.A. Guns bassist, Adam Hamilton. We discuss Adam's success as a producer, his time in L.A. Guns, William Shatner, and more. So sit back, have a listen, and enjoy the show. Thank you. Hello, Adam. Hey, Bobby. How you doing, brother? Thank you so much for your time tonight. Of course, man. My pleasure. How you doing? Doing really good. Doing really good. Right on. Where are you located? I am in Columbia, Missouri. Nice. Is it cold there yet? It's been 50s, so it's not too bad. Yeah, that's not too bad. Not at all. Very nice. So what's, what's cooking? Man, buddy, not much, man. Just looking forward to this little chat with, with you and uh, just trying to enjoy the evening. Yeah, man, there you go. Very nice. So you've been keeping yourself busy? Oh, yeah. I've been I've got, get, juggling a lot of projects right now at the moment. But uh, that's what I do, man. And do do a lot of sessions, producing a couple of records, uh, do a lot of music for TV and film, and uh, so I spend my days in the studio now, and that's about it. Not not uh, no more road life. No more road life. Do you, do you ever miss it? Yeah. Though? Well, you know, I I really kind of felt like I got my fill of it. Didn't really miss it, and then uh, a couple of years ago, I was kind of having a little bit of like, man, that sure was fun. And uh, I got to go back out with L.A. Guns for a uh, a couple of months and go to do a European tour with them as rhythm guitarist. So that was fun. And I got reminded of how much fun it was, but I also got reminded of, like, I don't I don't need to do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So you, you're originally, you, you're from Shreveport, is that correct, Louisiana? Yeah. Yep, originally I was born there, yeah. Yeah, and I know you had spent some time down in Austin doing some gigging and... Uh... You ended up in out and out in LA. Uh, what brought brought you there? Uh, well, when I was in Austin, I was playing in a band down on Sixth Street um, in a bar one night, and in walks DC from Poison. They were in town on their Flesh and Blood tour, and um, he was watching one of the bands play. And I went up and talk, chatted with him, and he was really nice and kind of hit it off. And so he came up and saw my band, and he got up and jammed with us. And so uh, roundabout. Uh, it turns out he invited me to the show the next night. We went to the show and he said, man, I'm about to quit Poison. And this was when they were like in 92 or something. So they had like the number one record and they were huge and he was just miserable, you know? And he said, I want to start a solo band and I want you to be my drummer. I said, all right, well, I would love that. Cause you know, like any musician, you know, you dream about your big break coming. And I'm like, well, here it is. Finally, it's come, re- it's come true. So, um, I, uh, we swapped numbers and we, we made a plan to chat soon. Uh, and then, uh, I didn't hear from him for a long time. And I tried to call him and got his answer machine and, you know, never heard from him. And I tried him back a couple of times and I just got so bummed out. Uh, and I thought, well, all right, well, I guess, you know, no big deal. Uh, kind of got over my disappointment of it. And then almost a year to the day, 
I get a call, I get a call in the middle of the night, and it's him. And he says, yeah, I just put the band, and I just watched him on the MTV award show, and it was that big debacle with him, and he had dyed his hair pink, and he he was a little messed up, and he started playing the wrong song, and it just, the whole band train wrecked, and you could tell it was kind of the end. Right. But he's like, yeah, so he's like, I want you to come out to L.A. and be my drummer, and, you know, I'm going to fly you out. He, and that was it, and that's what brought me out to L.A., and I, I flew out to play with him. Awesome. So you, uh, yeah, um, you, uh, speaking of drumming, I know you play the drums, you're a guitar player, bass, you keyboards, you're, you're quite yep. multi-talented. Is any of those instruments your main instrument or your favorite instrument? Well, I don't know if I would say drums are my favorite, but that was my main instrument. That was what I always played. Um, and then as a drummer along the way, you kind of go, man, I want to like write some music. And so you kind of pick up the guitar and start like learning a few chords. And I just kind of got a little bored and wanted to do something else. So I, I kind of picked the guitar up a little bit, but I wouldn't say I'm, I'm, I'm nowhere as proficient with string instruments as I am on drums. Drums are, I've, is definitely my my strongest, but I but I enjoy all all of the you know I enjoy playing any everything, which is fun because usually on a lot of records I get to do a little bit of all of it, so it's uh, I get to I get to kind of have a, have a good time you know switching around switching around. Absolutely, yeah. I think uh, oh I want to say when was it you joined LA Guns? It was probably what two thousand and six. Yep, sound about right. No, two thousand. 2002. Oh, was it 2002? Okay. Uh-huh. So it's, yeah, and then I played with them for about seven years, okay. maybe seven, eight years. All right. Well, I want to say it was probably yeah. 2006 maybe when I, because I, I, me and you have met a few times. I know you probably wouldn't know this because it's been so long ago, but, you know, I had, I had a chance to meet you and uh, and a guy named John Nielsen was opening oh yeah opening john up Nielsen, at the time. Man. yeah and uh, i know you'd so talented done some producing for john and you know some writing with him and uh oh yeah, absolutely very good guy man yeah i had him on a oh. while back and he's like you know you ought to really try to get at him i said yeah i think i'm going to man you know because we had talked a little bit about you and uh yeah i love john man what what a, a an amazing experience making a record with him he was he's one of those guys that's just He's, he's just got the gift, man. You know, he could sit down and write a song in two seconds and you'd be like, it could be the best thing you've ever heard. Yeah, he's great. Crazy. You know, I was really fortunate to get to meet him on that tour uh, with you um, back then. And, and uh, we've kind of, we've stayed in touch ever since. You know, we're going about 20 years now. I've known John and we just, we've always stayed in touch. It's been, been pretty, That's great, man. Been pretty cool, man. Fantastic. I follow everything he does. And, uh, you know, and I, nice. and I, you know, I'd seen, you know, LA Guns has always been like, my band too so you know it's like i've seen la guns 50 times i mean that's quite a few times if you ask me but uh wow that's crazy man but yeah i remember meeting you and i i actually met you in a, in a, in a show in davenport and then the following is either the following night or the night after we went peoria and i remember you getting up playing drums with john i think you guys might have done sweet, oh, nice. sweet home alabama or something like that but uh, yeah yeah we used to have fun doing that yeah. absolutely yeah, we talked a little bit. Of, actually, there was that show when you guys did with the Bullet Boys in Black and Blue. I don't know if you remember that or not, Peoria. Oh, man, the ill-fated tour with, Black, with uh, the Bullet Boys, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we get a kick out of that every time we bring that up. But uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man, that was that was, that was was uh, an interesting couple of days. Yeah, and I, yeah, that night in Peoria, I think, is when uh, all the excitement happened, but we won't talk about it. <laughs> is that when it, where it was, Peoria, Illinois? Yeah. 
Yeah. I wondered, I I was thinking about that the other night, and I couldn't remember where that all went down. I remember we played like one or two shows, and then the big some big drama happened, and that was that, and they were gone. Yeah. But uh, that's funny, man. Funny, funny. Yeah. So, hey, man, let's talk a little bit about, I want to get back to LA Guns in a little bit, because I have some questions for you, but I, I want to get, do, get back to some of the producing. So, how and when did you know that producing is what you wanted to do? Well, when I was a kid, you know, I, I got one of those little four tracks way before Pro Tools, the little cassettes, you know, when I was like 12 or 13. And, and I just loved recording my bands that I would play with or I'd like bring my buddies over and record them. So it started out just, you know, loving the, the just the art of recording music and learning how to do it and learning how to make sounds and learning how to put, put a, a, a song together on tape and and then I slowly started to like be the bossy guy who's like, Hey man, try this planet like this. Why don't you try maybe this thing up high think, you know, I, I had all these ideas and little did I realized that essentially what I was doing was just, you know, acting, acting as a, a producer for the band. So I just kind of just, it was something I just loved when I was little, you know, I, as I always said that my music was like two sided. There was, getting up and playing for people. And then there was writing songs and playing in the studio. And I always loved them equally, but I realized that at some point I was probably going to veer off and just want to do the studio full time. And then about maybe in my twenties, I started to become interested in, in the possibility of getting into doing music for TV and film. So I'm like, all right, so that's an even more of a reason to kind of veer off the road, have a family and then get more into the studio and produce and do music for TV and film. And I got hooked up the year I moved out here with a connection to start doing that. And so that, that I forgot your initial question, but essentially I just kind of, I don't know, man, I just kind of figured, figured out that that was something that I enjoyed doing. Um, kind of like, it's like a direct, directing the movie, helping people figure out what's the best role, right role and figure out the best line and the way the set lists and just kind of, Help, helping make make the record sound great. I just love all the nuts and bolts that go into it, you know? I, I just kind of, it really wasn't ever, it was just something I just started doing when I was a kid, you know? Absolutely. Now, you got a, there's a, you got a one coming out here shortly that you produced uh, Missing Persons, right, with Dale, Dale Bazio? Yeah, yeah, that actually came out this past year. Okay. Right on. Is that now, is that your latest thing you've done or you, you, uh, you got some? Uh, the last thing we did was uh, a William Shatner blues record and um, it came out a couple of weeks ago and it went to number one on the Billboard blues chart. Nice. So we're pretty excited about that. Yeah, that's what well, I was going to ask you about that too. And I know that you've, you guys have had, you've had quite a bit of success with William Shatner. How did you guys hook up, man? You know, when I was, it's still in LA Guns about toward the end of my first run with them, um, I met a guy, his name was Brian Pereira, who, uh, the president of Cleopatra Records. Okay. And he said, hey, man, I, I hear you, you produce. I'd like, uh, I, we should do some work together. And I said, yeah, man, I would love that. So he and I kind of hit it off and started hanging out and chatting. And he, he threw me a project to, to produce a, a song for Great White. And it turned out really good. And he really liked it. And he goes, man, this is fantastic. I'm going to, you know, if while you're here on off the road, you know, I, I'd like to get you to work on other things. And so I always wanted to find, to try to get into the music business and produce, but, you know, it's a tough business. 
to, to crack into. And it, and it just sometimes, sometimes when something's meant to happen, it just happens without you even trying. And that's kind of how I got into it. Uh, and that's how I met Shatner was through Brian and Cleopatra. It, I had been working for those guys for about 10 years. And he said, Hey man, I, uh, you know, he, he, he likes to do a lot of interesting records. And I mean, he's had me do everything from Berlin to like, uh, you know, David Hasselhoff to William Shatner to Missing Persons to Vanilla Ice. And, you know, just anything and everything. You know, he likes to, he likes to mix it up and do a lot of different types of, of releases. And so he goes, hey, man, I've been talking with William Shatner about doing a record. Would you be interested in doing it? I'm like, of course I would. This would be amazing. And I love that William Shatner record that he did years ago with Dick Bolt called Hasbin. And we ended up getting a meeting and went and sat down with him, and he was really cool. And he goes, you know, I, I love making music, but I'm not a musician, and I really don't know what I'm doing. But, I, it, you know, I, I think I have a good time doing it, and people seem to think it's fun, and the people that like it like it. And, and so we just hit it off, and he said, how about we try a song and see how it goes? And we, we recorded one, and it ended up turning out great. So he said, yeah, let's do the whole record. So now we've done three. This is the third one we've done together. So awesome. uh, since 2011, that was when the first one was. Yeah, that was uh, Seeking Major Tom, correct? Yeah, yeah, and that one went to number one on the on the Billboard Heat Seekers chart, too. So we've had a number one, two number ones and a number two. That's great. So that's a pretty pretty good record with, with Mr. Shatner. Yeah, there was quite a cast on that album, if I remember right. You know, you had like uh, oh, Peter man. Frampton had- and... Man, the list goes on and on. There was a ton of guys. Oh my God! That. Yeah, Cheryl Crow and and Lyle Lovett, uh, Michael Schenker. Yeah. Uh, God, we had uh, Dave Davies from the Kinks. We had. Uh, I mean, it's just it was crazy. One of the guys from the Strokes. It was, it was just unbelievable. That was pretty wild. That's great. And uh, Steve uh, Steve uh, Howe from Yes from Asia. Yes was on there. He was a little mad at me because I didn't use his part, but he just, he wrote something in Rolling Stone last month. They asked him about that William Shatner record. They said, you played with William Shatner once. And he goes, yeah, those guys, he was angry at William Shatner because William Shatner like didn't use his part on the record, but they hired him and he turned in his part. But unfortunately it wasn't William Shatner's, you know, it wasn't William Shatner. He was, I was the producer. He, they sent me this track and his track was terrible. And I wasn't going to let it go on there because my name's going on there. You know, I, I, if my name's going, going to go on there, I, I got to be quality control. And, you know, Steve Howe's a legend, but if a legend doesn't play something that sounds great, then I'm not going to leave it like sounding crap and make him look bad and make me look bad and make William Shatner look bad. So I, you know, I, I, took an executive decision and left it off there and, and you know we had already had a guitar for the song we were just going to add his part to it we just didn't add it to it but you know that's what happens sometimes listen if i turn in a part on a record and it doesn't make the cut well that's sometimes sometimes scenes don't make the movie you know absolutely did you did you end up playing any instruments on that album Oh yeah, I played almost every song. I played drums on everything except for one that Carmine Apis played on. I played bass on all, almost everything. Uh, played some guitar and some keyboards. I even sang some background vocals. I, I put my fingerprint all over it. Unfortunately, <laughs> that's great, man. That's awesome. Well, I'm glad it's working out for you, man. Congratulations, buddy. Uh, 
No, thank you, man. Well, I'm having a, I'm very blessed. I have a ball every day. I wake up and go out to the studio and get to do exactly what I love doing the most in this world. That's great, man. So you, you stay pretty busy with, uh, with television too, is from what I understand. Yeah. Yeah. I got, I got into that about like 1984 when I was out here and started doing all sorts of stuff. I've been about 12 different movies, have songs in 12 different movies, over a hundred different TV shows, bunch of commercials and video games and anything and everything. Yeah. And we're talking big name TV shows too. I mean, like I know you did family jewels, family guy. I mean, you oh did some yeah, stuff for the yeah. Osbournes. I mean, yeah, I've had songs in The Simpsons, yeah. uh, Law and Order, you name it. Every Law and Order on TV had stuff from. Uh, um, I had a song, in The Born Identity, with Matt Damon. Yeah, songs like all sorts of movies and stuff. Um, but yeah, man, it's definitely been it's it's definitely been one of those one of those. I've gotten to have one of those careers so far where I, I, I kind of like, all right, I don't know what I'm doing today, but I know it's going to be interesting and cool. And I get to wear a bunch of different hats and work in a lot of different fields um, because, you know, I wasn't always just a rock guy, even though I played Nelly Guns and I love rock and roll. I'm just, I just, I love different kinds of music. I love classical music as much as I do rock and roll. I love jazz and I love big band and, uh, you know, I, to get to work in all sorts of genres is what, what, you know, that's, I, one of my heroes is a producer is Quincy Jones. And nice. Quincy Jones used to say, he used to say, you know, you know, people, musicians need to work in every different field. They don't need to be pigeonholed into one thing. If you enjoy different kinds of music, you ought to be allowed to work in that. And I've been allowed to do that, which is quite a blessing. So right on. So as a producer though, do you find one genre of music, harder to produce than the others or are they all kind of one and the same when it comes right down to it well you know i don't play jazz so if i were to make a jazz record i would pretty pretty much be out of my element and you know classical music you have to really have a lot of training uh and music theory and so you know i i pretty much stick to you know even though i can i've gotten to work in a lot of different genres it's still kind of doesn't go too far out of the rock pop that kind of stuff you know um but yeah i i, I kind of stay within my wheelhouse and i definitely know when when i'm when to to say this is something that i'm not i'm not uh is not my my thing and it would be better served bringing somebody else in but um you know i do i i'll i'll, I'll certainly give something a shot but i certainly know when to bring in the right people for the right job you know absolutely so, hey, a question. So back to L.A. Guns for a minute. So yeah. you guys were on tour, and Mick Brown from Dockin just kind of got up and left one day, and I, you played drums yep. for Dockin for so how many shows did you do with those guys? That was just, just one. Just the that one? That was just one. Okay. Uh-huh. We were going we were gonna, to – the tour was going to end in L.A. on a Friday night, um, and we played in Tucson that Thursday night. And I think they all – he got home to his place and – I heard he had all sorts of stuff that happened. He wasn't feeling good and his power had been out. And when he got, he just said, I'm done. I'm not, I'm not doing the rest of the shows. And Bobby Blotzer said, well, I'll do it. And I said, I kind of pulled on Doc and I said, and I said, I'm going to throw him under the bus, but I don't think it's a good idea having him do that. I think he thinks he's going to be able to pull the show off. But I mean, I'm a drummer as well. And I knew the whole show. I mean, I literally could tell you every song. I mean, I literally knew the whole show. You know, I knew the song to song, every drum part. And so we had a little 
makeshift rehearse behind the tour buses. And he goes, yeah, man, you, I think you, you can do it. And we did it, and it was pretty cool. Yeah, I bet that was it's, fun. It's man. floating around. It's floating around YouTube somewhere. A real bad copy of it. Well, hard, I'm a, hard, real, I'll have to check that out. A real, yeah, I'll have to send you a link to it. There's a real grainy uh, video of it that's pretty funny. That's great. Yeah, I was reading a little bit about some some of the things that you've been involved with, and I just kind of happened to run across that, and I n- never knew that you did that. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was it was definitely a pretty cool pretty cool line on the resume and. It was really fun because I think a lot of the other bands they they didn't really knew I played they knew me as a bass player fairly good so they didn't know I played drums so when they they saw me up there doing it they were like what and then by the halfway through the show they were all out there jamming and standing on the side of the stage cheering me on and it ended up being really cool and Tracy got up and sat in with us and all sorts of people got out there and sang it was it was a fun night and it ended up being the end of the tour but it was a really cool way to end the tour you know getting to close out the show with Doc and they headlined and that was it. Great. That's awesome, man. Thank you for sharing that. Oh, of course, man. So, yo, so LA Guns again, man. So you, you did, I think you recorded a couple records with them and I know you wrote on some of the stuff. Yep. Even after you were out of the band, you, you were doing some yep. of the writing with those guys, correct? Like oh, yeah. Hollywood Forever, I believe. And uh... Yeah, yeah, I wrote a couple of songs for that wrote, and co-wrote one with a friend of mine for it. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I really and love- I didn't work on I didn't work on Missing Peace. I worked on The Devil You Know, just doing some recording fill uh, for some of his vocals. And uh, well, I'm working on the new one with him. I'm playing drums and recording and mixing the new one for him. Ah, oh, man, I can't wait. They've been putting out just some killer stuff, man. Yeah, man. Oh. I mean, when they when they sent me. Uh, I let, let you down, and I, I, I'm like, this is the best thing I think Ellie Guns has ever written. I mean, this is as good as anything from their oh, heyday. Yeah. And I said, I, I, I want to play on this, and it turned out where I got to play drums on it and mix it. So uh, that, to me, was like, to see that those guys write something that good this many years later, like, that's still one of my favorite songs. Oh. And, and not just Ellie Guns songs. I, I think that's one of my favorite songs. It's fantastic. It's- I was a little jealous that I didn't write on it, <laughs> but I was very, very thankful to get to be a part of it in any way that I could. Yeah, I remember when they de- when they debuted that on social media, and I was like, man, I'm, I'm listening. It's just so eerie when it comes out, man, and just uh, and Phil's vocal on that is just smoking, man. Just, the whole thing is epic, like you man. said, it's amazing, man. It's yeah, I mean, it just it just captured the sound and feeling of the world in like isolation and pandemic mode, you know, when it first hit and we were all doing this from our own place and talking to one another going, God, what, what is, what's going on in this world? And it just captured that, man. I don't know. I just think this has a loneliness. It has a, something about it. It's just, just gives me chills when I listen to it. Yeah, absolutely, man. I agree a hundred percent, man. That's, I can't wait for all the new stuff to come out, man. Cause I know it's going to be smoking. I know yeah, I know. There's another song on it that I did help write with them that's along those lines that I'm real proud of. Um, that's called uh, uh, oh, I can't even think of what the title is now. That that's, it just got changed to a new title. Um, but it, it's I think it's going to be really good, and I think the whole record's great. Yeah. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah. We just have to do the vocals, vocals, and then I mix, and that's it. 
Nice. Do you have any inside info for me on like maybe when it might come out or is that still top secret or what? I don't know. You know, I don't know what one of the things that's kind of been holding it up was we were doing this record with Michael Sweet, me and Tracy Guns and Michael Sweet called Sunbomb. Oh, nice. And, uh, and it's like, a, it's a, it sounds like an old school metal record. And, uh, we've needed to finish that before we really get finished on the other ones. And I'm just finishing my last mixes of that. So I think we're going to start really going full force, but they, they still have some, they still have to write lyrics on some of the songs. And that's what's taken them a little bit of time. So I don't know. I mean, hopefully next year it'll be out is, is the best I could say. Okay. Well, yeah, and you, you mentioned Michael Sweet. You know, you talk about Striper. That's another band that's just been putting out killer records the last few years. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, man. Michael, is, he's, wait till you hear what he did on this stuff, man. It's just incredible, man. Absolutely. Him, him and Lynch did some good stuff, too, there for a while. Yeah, I, re- I remember hearing they, those guys working together. Yeah, so, yeah amazing you know all these years later man some of the some of the music that still comes from these guys man it's amazing it's yep just, yep know, absolutely i'm really glad to hear that you're still involved there too man that's awesome oh man me too yeah i kind of was phasing myself out a little bit not purposefully but you know as time was going on i was just working with them a little bit less and less not not really uh not really planned but uh i just kind of slowly got roped back in and i love it you know absolutely it's, it's been it's been it's been awesome you know yeah so i i know john john nielsen he's working on some new stuff man are you involved in any of that no i haven't i haven't talked to john or heard anything from him in a while i, I was actually listening to that record he and i did the other day and i still put it on and i go this is a perfect record man what a talented songwriter i mean he is just I, every song it's one of those few records i own where i listen to it and, and it, it really absurd as completely aside from the fact that i worked on it i mean i didn't write a bit of it that's all it's all him um but every song on it from top to bottom is great not a bad not a filler song and not even a, a b a b song everything is a plus yeah yeah, I remember, uh, you know, after we had you guys were on that tour together there for a while, and John was doing the acoustic thing, opening up for you guys, and uh, you know, and I'd got to know John a little bit because I'd been went to a few of the shows, and like he said, he was give me your address, man. He said, I, you know, I'll hook you up. I'm like, all right, man, cool, you know, and I, and I didn't think nothing of it, man. One day, I get this package in the mail from John. It's in, it's if by chance in this padded envelope, and I'm like, oh yeah, he remembered, man. Perfect. I still have Beautiful. that one too, man. It's awesome. Yeah, it really it really is a great record, man. Yeah. Fantastic record. Absolutely, man. Heck yeah, dude. So uh brother man, do you got anything you want to promote? Why I got you on the air? You got any you got a website that people can find you at or Yeah, you know, that I'm easy to find. I'm on uh all the social media. Just look for me, Adam Hamilton one. I'm on Twitter, I'm on uh Facebook and Instagram and you can even send me, you can get, get a hold of me at Palm Ranch Studios too, my website, but I don't even use that too much. Now with social media, we don't even really go on websites. You know, you don't even really need websites anymore. I haven't looked on my website in forever. Wow. But yeah, man, just, I'm just working, working away, just juggling all the projects right now, but love it, loving it all. That's awesome, man. That's really cool that you're doing what you love to do, man. That's great. Yeah, I feel very blessed, man. 
Absolutely, man. I know they, there's an L.A. Guns live stream concert next Saturday, too, man. Yep. Out of yep. Las Vegas. I'll be tuning into that. Yep, yep. That's going to be cool. I was helping them with that, put that together, and got them their editor for it to make, uh, to do promos and stuff. And I was giving them, I was writing up questions for Eddie Trunk uh, to ask him, because there's going to be like this, this question and answer part of it. And they were saying, well, what kind of questions do you want to answer? And I'm like, well, I'm a fan of LA Guns as well as being a part of, of of the band and working with them. When I was a kid, like I want to ask you all the questions that I always wondered about. So I wrote down like 20 questions that I always were like, tell me about this when you were making this record and what was going on and where was it in LA and where were you living and what kind of car were you driving? I just wanted to know all the nuts and bolts about who those guys were and what they were doing when they were making this music, you know? Because to me, that that all that goes into the you know, like you put your heart and soul in the music. And as a kid, you just we never really saw anything other than a couple of new you know, articles in, in the rock magazines. Like I wanted to know what these dudes are doing day to day, and so I asked all sorts of questions like that. My my fourteen year old fan side came out, so it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Cool, man. And real quick too, I didn't ask you, but I mean, originally, how did you end up getting into L.A. Guns originally? I I had uh, become friends with this musician. His name is Muddy out here, uh, Mark Dutton. Okay. Um, and and Muddy has played with everybody. He he played with Chris Robinson from the Black Crows. He was in a band called Burning Tree back in the day that had a, a deal and never really broke big, but they were real popular. Um, and he, we got to know each other because he was a producer with a, a publishing company I was signed to. Mm-hmm. And we became friends, and then he became a, he started producing records, and he brought me in on a on a record that he was producing by this crazy band called Brian Jonestown Massacre, and had me play on the record, and we just hit it off. And then Muddy then went on to be the bass player in L.A. Guns. He took took the bass player's part uh, when they reformed. Right, and, I remember. Uh, Kelly Nick, yeah, and Kelly Nichols didn't want to do it, so Muddy joined. Uh, and then when Muddy was going to do another band with Gilby Clark, he's like, Hey man, I think I'm going to peel off this gig. Would you be interested in playing baseball? And I said, yeah, because my band had, had gone through all sorts of, I was playing drums with this band and we had gotten signed and dropped and signed and put out a record and dropped and just couldn't really get it going. Um, and I just was burnt out. I'm playing drums and I'm like, yeah, I, I was actually playing bass with this punk band just for fun. And it just was right, perfect timing. And he got me the gig with those guys. And uh, that's how I got in. He just said, hey, don't don't audition anybody else. I've got the bass player. And they set me up an audition. And that, and that was that. Yeah, sounds like you got some action going on over there, man. Yeah, well, I'm sitting outside out in the back. And it's, it's just, it's L.A. Uh, craziness. <laughs> that's awesome, man. But no, man, that's... never a dull moment. Never a dull moment out here. I bet, man. That's awesome. Well, buddy, man, I really appreciate your time tonight, man. I won't, I won't keep you. Thank you so much, Adam, for you know for doing this. My pleasure, Bobby. Anytime, man. You know, keep me posted. Let me know what's going on. Absolutely, man. I will, and I, you know, hopefully in the future I can have you back on. That'd be great, man. I'd love it, brother. Have a great night. You take care of yourself. Have a great holiday next week. Best to you and yours, brother. You too, man. You too. Stay well. All right, buddy. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye.
That concludes today's episode of the Metal Bob Live podcast. We really appreciate your support. Thank you for listening. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and also check out our YouTube channel and subscribe. Have a great rest of your holiday weekend. Metal Bob out.